Hello and welcome to the Mayor Greg Fisher podcast. We're at a really interesting point in our community after more than a year of social distancing to protect ourselves and others from COVID-19. We're now seeing a lot of returned in-person activities, thanks largely to vaccines. So really want to encourage everybody, if you haven't gotten your vaccine yet, please do so. Best way to keep yourself safe and keep your family safe and of course help the community. So. Vaccines are great news for everybody, and especially young people, many of whom were partially or fully in remote learning over the past year. And the challenges of the last year make the need to keep young people active and engaged even greater now than ever before. So I'm really pleased that Louisville Metro government has a bunch of products and brunches uh, services. We're able to provide some safe and fun summer learning op opportunities. And with us are two great leaders in our city today. Lee Birchfield, the director of Louisville Free Public Library. Thank you for being with us, Lee. Thanks, I'm glad to be here. And Margaret Brasco, the assistant director of Louisville Parks and Recreations. Margaret, thank you. You're welcome, Aaron. Thanks for being here. All right. So we're gonna talk about some of the programs available in our community. And Lee, let's start with you, our summer reading program. Sure. You know, we and just, if you learn how to read early in life, you are set. So our summer reading program really promotes that. And tell us a little bit about the program, how it's being received, why it's important. Sure, so summer reading is critical anytime, but particularly after the situation you've just described with kids having a, a less than ideal uh, academic experience for the last year has really made summer reading more critical this year than any year in memory. Uh, our program runs through August 7th, and it's really about two things. One, it's, it's about the importance for a, a child of continuing to read over the summer so that they keep their vocabulary skills up, uh, they, they keep their spelling skills up, they, they practice their reading comprehension and focus, but it's also about an opportunity to make reading fun for kids. You know, it, it's totally different to, to read a book because it's something you want to read than to read a book because it's something that somebody's making you read. And so we really try to make reading fun during the summer and one of the best ways that we are able to do that uh, through the generosity of some of our sponsors is that you can earn prizes by reading. And we've got some great prizes um, including uh, an opportunity to go to the Science Center, an opportunity to go to Squire Boone Caverns, um, tickets to a, a soccer game, um, and free ice cream from McDonald's and Earlers. So, so kids, preschool kids need to, have to read 20 books, but of course they don't have to read them themselves. An adult can read a book to a child and that counts because these kids are still developing reading skills. Uh, school age children read 10 books and then for teenagers, you read five books because we expect them to be reading chapter books that'll be the next big blockbuster movie or TV series. Yeah. Before and that's over months. what period of time? Uh, so the program runs through August 7th. Um, it started June 1st, uh, but what we really find a lot of times is that the second week of summer reading, kids are showing up with their list of the 10 books that they've read and they're ready to get their prizes I would think in so. their backpack. Yeah, you know, my wife and I, we have our first granddaughter. Oh, She's 18 yeah. months old. And she will, she'll say, read a book, read a book. So she goes, grab the books. She knows her books. She'll, we'll read 10 books a day. Yeah. And she's just ready to reload again. So, I mean, I just, I love to read. Yeah. And I can remember as a kid, uh, just have, being into a great book, it's like time stood still. And it takes you on adventures around the world or 
inspires you to be a doctor like my wife and just so many wonderful things come out of that. So you must have some great stories. Uh, sure, we've seen so many kids over the years come through summer reading and they'll do summer reading for uh, five or six or eight years and then they'll graduate from high school and uh, maybe while they're in high school they'll come and work for the library as a page and then they go off to college and you know maybe they go to UofL or maybe they go to UK and they keep up with us on Facebook they stay in touch with us and then when they graduate from college uh, and they move back to town, they show back up and they start using the library. And then when they have kids, we have people who have worked long enough at our library as children's librarians that they're now doing story times for the children of people that they did story oh, times great. for when, when, <clears throat> when those parents were, were young. And it, it's just so inspiring to, to hear someone tell a story. Just yesterday, I had someone telling me a story about growing up in West Louisville and going to the library and there was one employee at the library that she thought was like her, was also from the West End, was in high school, was working as a page at the library and she just thought that person was the coolest person that she had ever known. And now they're colleagues and they work together. That's fantastic. And I should tell you too, I met a young lady named Fatima Abdullahi. Mm -hmm. um, that probably, Margaret, I think we might have met her at the same time. So it's when she was a sophomore in high school. Uh, Somali refugee family, volunteer at the library, always wanted to be a doctor. Mm -hmm. And we've kept in touch over the years. And last month, she sent me an email, and guess what? She got accepted to UofL Medical School. That's awesome. I mean, a Fantastic. tremendous story of uh, grit and perseverance and just a great Louisville citizen. So yeah, and you know, a lot of times people think about a library and they think it's, you know, a, a building that has some books in it and you go and you check the books out and you go home. And what they don't realize is how over time the staff at that library really develop relationships with the people in their community. And it really is a focal point of a community to have a, a, a oh, great yeah. And I would say without the library, Fatima may not be going to medical school. Right. So great job to you and your team. If you want to learn more about summer reading, where do we? Sure. So uh, the, the easiest and, and I think best way to learn about summer readings, go visit your, your local library. Uh, you can also call us at 574-1611. Uh, our uh, operators who answer those calls can give you all the information you need about it. If you have internet access, go to our website at www.lfpl.org and all of the information about summer reading is on there. And of course, you know, it's not just summer reading, it's also the cultural pass program. So if you sign up for both summer reading and the cultural pass, you also get the opportunity to visit a lot of great arts and culture organizations here locally over the course of the summer. I think Cultural Pass now is about 60 different organizations you yes, can go yes. to. Again, you run into moms usually that have the Cultural Passes with the kids and just mm -hmm. say, we've been to places we never even knew about before. Right. So it really just helps to, the out-of-school time learning, stimulate the kids, learning is fun, and you're on to a really great path to move forward. Whether you're in the library reading a book, outside reading a book, outside in one of our great parks reading a book and boy we've got some fabulous parks in our city oh we do it's amazing 120 parks we always talk about having good bones and a great system there is no better place i argue in the nation uh, than louisville kentucky when it comes to parks and the cool thing about it is mayor is just about everybody has a park within walking distance um, or access with public transportation so as Lee said, grab a book from the library, hit the park, and if you get too hot, there's spray grounds, 
uh, great shade with our trees. That's just a, a really enjoyable time. Yeah, just uh, last month or so, we've had two great additions to the Shawnee Park, amongst others, a great new boat ramp and now in West Louisville, and then the restoration of the lily pond down there with uh, some permanent chessboards in place. Yeah, it's a great, great improvement, and it's just the first step. Um, again, home of the Dirt Bowl, which is a great opportunity to get engaged this summer. There's also a great spray park. And then also our ECHO program that's run out of Jefferson Memorial Forest. Spends a lot of good quality time in Shawnee and Chickasaw Park. So free programming, it's everything from having a bike adventure to mountaineering to they'll bring the canoes down to the new boat ramp um, and people can hop in for free or very low cost. So really just some great opportunities. We would say it doesn't matter how old you are, right? People always say, well, my kids are too young or I have middle school kids and we don't know what to do with them and we have high school kids. Our staff, they're magicians. They have a unique ability to find ways that kids are engaged and learn things new they don't even know they're they're learning something, right? It's not like, hey, this is an after school time program or this is a summer learning program. And you know, we like to brand it as, hey, are you ready to have fun? Because that's what we're all about. And then when they show up, they walk away and have a new skill or are introduced to something that maybe they've never ever experienced before. Yeah. So it's a lot Anytime of fun. outdoors is a great time oh, to be there. Great. And we talked about Shawnee, you talked about Jefferson Memorial Forest. So let's jump out to Fairdale then and opening of the pool. In the last couple of weeks, so we got a few pools open this summer. We do Sun Valley, Fairdale, and Algonquin pools are all open. Um, not only are they reasonable and a great way to cool off, but if somebody's out there like, man, I just can't afford that $2 admission, again, it is a great life lesson. You want to come to the pool? Awesome. Help us pick this trash up, help us work over here, and you can come to the pool. Um, and so we have a lot of youth and a lot of you know, middle school, high school kids that take us up on that offer. And then we also say, hey, do you want to work for us? Um, we'll teach you some skills and it's a great opportunity. So again, just those different phases, uh, we're teaming up with the Sports Commission this summer. So we really want to thank um, Carl and, and Gil Holland and the Sports Fund uh, for really providing an awesome opportunity. They're funding our swim clubs that we have returning again for the first time at our three outdoor pools. So kids can come learn how to swim for free, but then they're also not just learning how to swim, but we're teaching them particular strokes and hoping, light, hopefully lighting a fire. So you never know, we could have the next Madam Butterfly, right? Mary T come out of one of these swim clubs. So we'll have uh, meets so the different pools can compete against each other. So it's just a lot of fun. Mm -hmm. Did we ever connect Madam Butterfly and the guy float like a butterfly, sting like a bee? Was that just happy coincidence? I don't know. <laughs> it must have been, right? We should brand that. Talk to you know, and we just uh, became finalists for a big, large national grant through the Butterfly Project, which is at T Central High School, Muhammad Ali's alma mater as well. So more on that on a different podcast. But So what are the kind of programs we've got going on this summer in the parks? It's really cool because it doesn't matter what you're interested in. I always say the Parks Department is a city in a city. Um, so if it's cult cultural, you can go and see Shakespeare at Central Park for free. We're part of the cultural press program with our historic homes, so you can do that. Um, if you're interested in sports, um, the Reds Foundation continues to support us uh, with three free clinics. So at Wyandotte Park and then Shawnee Park, those are still open um, this summer. And we've done it a little bit different this year, Mayor. We thought it would be cool to team up with some high school and college baseball and softball players. So when the kids come to those camps, they really can look at their idols and say, wow, okay, now I'm learning from 
the best of the best. Uh, it helps their programs and also really engages the kids. So that's been fun. Again, free, all you need to do is sign up. And then we have all kinds of other sports opportunities uh, for kids, whether it's soccer or volleyball or basketball, you name it, we have it going on. Um, and then we're teaming up with JCPS uh, with the backpack program. I know I'm sure you've talked about it with Evolve 502 at all of our community centers are participating in that program. Um, so again, it's so out of school time learning. Exactly, and it's a great combination. So the first half of the day, they'll really focus on kind of getting back up to speed with the year of COVID um, regarding their, their normal academics. But then that second part of the day is when it turns into more of a summer camp and the activities and programs that we have really expose them to new opportunities and just different ways of learning. So it'll be really cool. Well, it all comes back to learning, whether it's in the classroom, outdoors, or in the library. One of the things we wanted to do with this year's budget, Lee, we've talked back and forth. You've been a big advocate uh, for making our libra libraries fee free. Can you explain what that is and why it's important? Sure. So um, libraries, for as long as public libraries have existed, they've charged people overdue fines when they return items late. and. And until the uh, era of big data arose, people just assumed that that meant that people returned the items on time and that you didn't see people keep things and never returned them and, and that it actually modified the behavior of folks. But what big data has helped us learn uh, in public libraries is that what charging overdue fines really does is uh, keep people who can't afford to pay the fines from being able to use your library. So at our library, for example, once you owe $10 in fines, you're cut off from being able to check out books. Well, all it takes for a child to, to rack up $10 in overdue fines is uh, to check out 10 or 12 books and not return them. And they may lose them. Uh, something you know, things happen. Sometimes the books are destroyed or stolen by someone and that child no longer is able to use the library to check things out. So what the data has shown and what public libraries have begun to embrace in sort of a nationwide movement is that eliminating overdue fines really enables people to use the collections and check out books so that they have books in their home, which is really important to, to sound child development. But what the data also shows is that people still return things and return them on time more frequently and that circulation of your materials actually goes up. So it's really a win-win for everybody. The library gets back things that if somebody kept them because they were embarrassed or afraid to return them, we would have to replace. So they return them, they don't have to pay a fine, we don't have to buy a replacement copy, they get to keep using the library and everybody. Yes. Well, thank you for that, and, and thank you for the great increase in your eBooks program, your podcasts. I mean, you can really experience a library in so many different ways now. Mm -hmm. Yes, and we've we've got a, a, a. I would be remiss if I didn't mention the talent and creativity and commitment of our staff, and we've seen that over the last year as we've moved so many of our services online to virtual. Uh, but we're really excited to be bringing people back. Our story times are cranking up. We're starting to do in-person programming. We'll announce some big programs that'll happen later this fall and winter uh, pretty soon. And so we're really excited to see everybody back in our library. Absolutely, and our park's looking good. Uh, Margaret, I wanna thank you and Masude and the whole team. Uh, the grass in the parks looks great. There must have been some new turf management going on as well, because I see some great new turf at Seneca Park. I drove by the other day, it was looking really solid as well. So. 
big kudos to the entire team. You're a great motivator. Close our podcast here with some words of motivation. Absolutely. Well, we want you to know there are tons of opportunities for your kids to get engaged and be active this summer. So please don't hesitate. Lee's telling you what's available at the library. We have it at parks. Just go to louisvilleky.gov, search fun things to do, and you will not be disappointed. Really good. Well, thank you, Margaret. Thank, thank you, you, Lee. Thank you. And thank you for joining the Mayor Greg Fisher podcast. We'll listen to you and see you next time.